happy week before Thanksgiving. I know. Can you believe it? Here we are. Do you guys like Thanksgiving? Okay. I get to go to my mother-in-law's and she makes all the food. <laughs> I was going to say something similar, except that this year, my person that makes Thanksgiving is not making Thanksgiving. So I have to make it. And that is stressing me out quite a bit. I bet. Yeah. I've done a lot of writing of like, I've written out all the recipes that we're going to use and I've divvied up. I'm not making everything. I'm just making the core, you know, the turkey, the stuffing and the potatoes. And I'm making my children each help with a, with a meal or I mean with a, a dish. Um, You're making them help. How's that going to go? I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully not like it went when I was a kid and my mom would ask for help and no one would help. And then she would start, you know, getting into the wine at around one and by three 30, she'd be screaming and then we'd sit down to Thanksgiving dinner. Mm. Hopefully it's not going to be like that. And you were so grateful, weren't you? Oh gosh. Yeah. I have as many like bad Thanksgiving memories as I do good Thanksgiving memories but I still think of Thanksgiving as like an important holiday even if it's you know basically the time they sat down before we you know killed all the Native Americans and took away their land but other than that it's a great holiday yeah yeah, it's a nice time to truly reflect on what what are we thankful for? And yeah, I think that when we look at it, when we focus on that piece of it, right? Like yeah. it's, I think it is. It it can be really, really positive. I'll tell you just one really funny time when I came back from college, and I, I'm the oldest, and my siblings decided to play the game. Raise your hand if you're still a virgin at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Oh, no, no, no. no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you didn't lie? Gosh, Kate, why didn't that occur to me at the time? <laughs> yeah. So what are, you, what are your best tips for coping with, uh, holiday gatherings? So I've had, personally, I've had a variety of different um, types of holidays, uh, types of Thanksgiving. So growing up, my grandmother's birthday was usually two days, I mean, because it changes, right? It was, I remember being two days after Thanksgiving and my mother's being two days before. So of course that shifted, <laughs> but they were always like the 27th and the 25th or something like that. Um, and so, A, there was always like an extra cake. <laughs> mm. um, and then my mother, um, for a lot of the years that I can remember, was a, she was either a waitress or she, or both, or she was a, um, the, you know, the guide cars with the, with the lights on them for, um, uh, 
that's weird. Um, <laughs> we've never heard that phone ring. Um, <laughs> um, the guide cars for the um, oversized loads. Um, so we would oftentimes either have someone who wasn't affiliated with anybody in town where she waitressed, um, we would have them come over and or we would have a random few truck drivers that would come over. Um, so it would always be a big thing and there would always be a couple of random um, folks. But um, one of the reasons that I wanted to have this conversation with you guys was, um, with you ladies, was because I know that stress around the holidays peaks. Um, it's something like 68% of people report, and this is from like the National Association of Mental Wellness website, 68% um, of people report having anxiety or stress heightened during the holidays, either in association with being isolated or the financial stress of it all or the family stress of it all. And I thought it would be really timely just to kind of dive in on what some strategies are to, to go through and get through it. Yeah, that's great. I, I think that, that phone, sorry, Gwen, that phone okay. was like the 1980s were calling <laughs> that ring. Well, I don't, I haven't had a landline in like at least 10 years, but the condo requires a landline for safety because a lot of, um, we have a lot of Canadian guests. And um, so I don't know who was calling us. <laughs> Hopefully no yeah. important. <laughs> and, and to add to it, there's like a filmy quality to your camera. I'm find a good light. And so it's almost like you're <laughs> attending this call from the 80s, <laughs> which is perfect <laughs> because that's when like all my formative holiday experiences are from, from the 80s. So this is really perfect. Back to you, Gwen. <laughs> I don't know how do you follow that. So <laughs> as I think about family events and stresses and holidays, um, what I've had to work on with myself is not just gearing up and bracing and then going through it because we go through it at least once a year and just head down. Instead, you know, take a moment to prepare. I mean, mentally prepare that especially for any of us who are gathering back together with family or old friends after a pandemic, we might have not seen in person for a while or rarely, um, and just admit that we're human and we're gonna be triggered. We're gonna be triggered by stuff. It's just part of it. And somehow I always feel like I've been teleported back to when I'm 13 or 16, when I enter these spaces and, and I think we just have to, you know, prepare for that and, and talk to ourselves, honestly, how are we going to when we feel that, or that desire to just go irate a little bit or go off to a different room, you know, recognize I'm a completely different person than I was back then. And can't I give these people a little credit that they're probably a little bit different too. Um, and if they say something, I saw a post yesterday that said, when kids get to that stage, little kids, when things don't feel good, 
Um, they don't say, oh my gosh, let's go figure this out. Oh my gosh, let's dissect what's really going on here. Or let's have a deep conversation about what we both think. Instead, they go, hey, you want to go play? And so I'm thinking maybe I should just get prepared for some games, you know, some light stuff, some activities um, that might not be about debating politics or de debating anything or going down memory lane and bringing up all the old garbage, um, distracting everybody a little bit. Hmm. So that's what I'm thinking about doing this year. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> my, Thanksgiving my is not the time to correct Uncle Joe on his views about whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or to bring up like whatever your, you know, you said getting triggered when like we're, when we're in our family systems, of course that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. We don't have to take the bait. Right. You know, we don't. And, and actually a coach friend of mine uh, was talking about a strategy she's planning to use next week um, with her family members that she has fraught relationship with that she's, she's going to imagine in terms of conversation that they're just passing a red ball back and forth and it can't get any no conversation can get deeper than i'm passing you a red ball you're passing me a red ball mm -hmm. and i thought huh that's mm -hmm. a that's a good strategy i think the the other thing for me is to remember that how i act how i behave and the tone that i set is so much more important for the day than how the food turns out. Yeah. Yeah, I think that goes to mindset, like how you show up from a mindset perspective of it's not important if the turkey's perfect. It's more important that people are here and they're, you know, they're here and experiencing the time together. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say happy, but that you don't have control over that. No, it's it's about the environment or the experience. And and I don't mean environment is your house clean it's how do people feel when they're around you and that they're going to feel much better if you're calm and collected and affable and don't care honestly about all the details yeah and if i resist that uh 10 a.m mimosa that i know is gonna sound good after i get the turkey dry brined or whatever that is uh, apparently you're supposed to do that i, I don't know and the, you can make it super easy and not cook anything and and order you know stuff in i i, I think part of this is we lump so much on us it's hard to be light and affable when you're feeling heavy so what can you take off the list or how do you start your list at the beginning of the day with what you're doing well or what you already have done and give yourself a little bit of credit for all this that's already accomplished and you're feeling good about to keep yourself in that positive space i used to when um gosh i was probably in my 30s um the families at that point in time had kind of broken up a little bit stepdads were out of the picture i don't think my mother was married at the time um i think i maybe was um and I input a new tradition of I'm going to vo go volunteer on Thanksgiving Day in the morning 
and then come back home and my mother and my um, then husband at the time would um, cook a non-traditional Thanksgiving dinner. So I think we had bruschetta and like super easy stuff that wasn't wasn't so big because one of the things that I got overwhelmed with was the you know three different pies because so-and-so likes pumpkin and so-and-so like likes apple and then we had to have the birthday cake and and the cherry was somehow in there as well and um you know the everybody had their own side dish that my mother would like to cook and she she did it all i remember looking at the table at one point in time and i was like there is we could feed five families with all of this <laughs> and i just got overwhelmed with all the excess that when it was time or when there was an opportunity i pulled way back on that and that was nice so there was like a hike there was a um there was a volunteer there was a a light lunch or whatever and that felt good as a as a personal thanksgiving tradition mm -hmm. so um i'm reading this great book um it's about boundaries and um it is by uh nidra tawab i hope i got that right um and one of the things that she has is this is a just in general like hey my family is going to spend the 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 actual holiday um at our house we're going to come see you the week before mm. and i like that idea of you know we there's so many assumptions around the holidays oh you have to do this you have to have it all you have to you know whatever and and i like the idea of, of redefining what you have to do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. redefining the shoulds of the holiday season Mm -hmm. yeah. you, you made me think of one other thing too like it's so I think it can be feast or famine for people what like we've been, we've talked a lot about those gatherings where it could be fraught and there's conversations you're trying to avoid and you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself to deliver the most amazing meal or gifts, right? That's another source of stress. The other end of that spectrum is the people who are by themselves. And so I think another thing that we can do, I'm thinking about my dad's gonna be by himself because my stepmom is back in Russia. Um, and so like, who are those people that we know might need some care and feeding remotely um, and building that into the day? um i think it's really an, a good step both to give ourselves perspective and to make sure that to the extent that we can impact somebody else's experience of the holiday um for the better that we that we do that mm -hmm. yeah isolation is really bad during thanksgiving and christmas in particular um so what can we do to you know i just remember my mother being so generous with sure we can find another card table and stack it up against the um against the one that's already there and find some new chairs and you know i remember like going over to the neighbor's house and being like my mom says i'm supposed to pick up chairs <laughs> um just because we had um you know an extra person who she found out was not having a holiday and she was like well come on over and just how generous that was we grew up really poor and we didn't have a lot, but what we did have, we shared. Mm -hmm. and, and again, that's really what this is about, right? Mm -hmm. um, the gifts, Liz, you mentioned the gifts and honestly, it doesn't matter if it's Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever religion, there's always generally some sort of gift and, and 
what, what I've again started to think about is what I always tell my kids is I don't want you to go out and buy anything. I would much rather you make something, even if it's just writing a little letter. And so what I've been telling clients and I'm thinking about doing again myself this year, honestly, is forget the gifts, at least as the main event and spend some time writing letters to the parents um, or even to your kids um, about what you appreciate about them or do that and, and download some pictures, some snapshots from the year or from, from, you know, the years past and put them in a box, um, take a few and get them framed and write a little note on the back, then date it. Think, things that truly are meaningful that you can spiff up and add to. Um, but gosh, you know, who of our families really needs one more thing? And yeah. the clients that I'm working with those kinds of ideas on generally do still have younger kids. And then that kind of sparks a, well, wouldn't that be cool to make those things with my kids for the grandparents or for the aunts or for the uncles and, and teach my kids what it means about giving and thinking ahead and, and what's really meaningful. So I just want to throw that out there. And then, you know, lastly, want to think about past the gifts, people then get all worked up about gift wrap. So a little tip I have is I go to Party City and they've got these really long rolls of plastic paper that are supposed to be for tablecloths. I get them in different colors. And then when I have a gift, I just take the, the thing in a box or even not, and just take the paper and like pull it up and tie a ribbon around it and put a little note on it. Um, you don't have to spend all that time boxing and packaging or going out and buying this gift wrap, which no matter where you go to find the lowest cost is super expensive, but just bundling stuff up in paper and tying a ribbon around it is perfectly fine. So what ideas do you have about gifts or gift wrapping? We do, we're trying to do, I've failed many years more than I've succeeded, but trying to do experiences over things. So, um, and actually Gwen, you were one of the people that influenced me in this way because you take your family on trips um, around the holiday and that is a big part of their gift. And so I've been trying to do that um, more than more than stuff. It's hard though, you mentioned people having small kids. My little kid, wants she wants crap she wants plastic toys and my teenagers think that they have no clothes and they but you can't shop for them because I have horrible taste and um, could never in a million years pick something appropriate for them so that feels definitely like a catch-22 that's stressing me out but um, I do make calendars on Shutterfly for all of the grandparents using exactly the concept you shared of pictures from the year. Um, so I'll definitely do that again. Um, yeah, those are my Makes tips. a note to herself to do it. <laughs> I literally did. Okay, uh, what are your tips, Kate? So we, um, our Christmas is, now coinciding with 
um, the family reunion on my husband's side. So there are 21 of us that will convene in Vermont this year, um, all in the same house. And um, we're doing a secret Santa. And so last year we did the secret Santa, but because of COVID, we couldn't take the trip. So we're trying to redo that trip. <laughs> and the um, and so I, I, there's electronic ways now that you can use um, to, you know, everyone signs up and then it electronically matches and you can send, you can do little wish lists or whatever um, to help people out. And so I like that idea because it cuts down on the cost, but it also makes it somewhat festive. Um, and then uh, um, the other thing I like to do is try to make it something thoughtful. So um, my husband's the worst person to buy from, buy for. He has, you know, anything he wants, he can go get um, and often doesn't wait. Um, but he, like my gift idea for him this year is a bread lame because he makes bread weekly out of his um, sourdough starter, his whole wheat sourdough starter. And um, he currently takes my, uh, like my unpacking knife. <laughs> <laughs> like the one I used to take, um, you know, to open Amazon packages and whatnot. He he takes that knife, um, and I have gotten to clean this knife frequently now, but he'll take that knife and slash the, the bread. Um, and it's not the best knife. Um, so for like $6.99, I'm getting him a lame that he can use on his bread. And That's it's something so that sweet. he'll use it every week. Um, he'll think of me and, and I won't have to wash the package knife all the time. That's so cool. I know we're at time, but I just want to leave you guys with my favorite holiday jingle that um, whenever things start to get tense, I sing in my head. Um, it's leave me alone, please go away. I'm really sad. You're really lame. Please don't touch me. Nice. Bravo. That is a great way to conclude this conversation. Agreed. A gift to everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. This Thanks, is wonderful. Thanks, Kate. Happy holidays. <laughs>